welcome back everyone to another episode of the football analytics and uh, rant show so uh, today we'll be talking about the latest transfer uh, rumors and the transfers that had got done over the past two weeks since it's been a long time since we recorded our last episode so there will be some uh, we have managed to uh, reduce the like only the big transfers we've included and uh, because if you include all the other transfers the episode will be very long it will be almost like 2 hours and all and you guys won't be listening so over to the confirmed transfers so at first we have uh, brahim diaz so he was on loan at ac milan and his loan period got over so he has uh, decided to go on another two year spell at uh, ac milan and real madrid have agreed to it also which brings me to the fact that uh, why is real madrid uh, trying to let go of everyone it's like you look at uh, 2018 squad of real madrid um they had uh, like i don't know you at least two players for each position like there was so much talent in the squad it was very hard to get into the first team now it's like it looks so thin and we'll come to like they just recently lost uh, ramos and uh, we'll come to the next when the varan topic afterwards and apparently when we had planned for the episode the varan deal didn't quite uh, it was just a rumor uh, and uh, soon after like uh, yesterday or something only i think uh, united had confirmed uh, in their social media so yeah moving to uh, brahim diaz so he has been very good with uh, ac milan last season that entire squad full of youngsters and uh, it, it's not a bad deal also because uh, milan will be uh definitely playing in the champions league this season and which will be a very good experience for him and uh, uh since uh, he is not going on a permanent move also real madrid can call him back also is actually good on their part they don't want to uh, make the mistake that they made with hakimi definitely not and uh, yeah that's all elijah your view on this yeah so since he told a lot about brahim diaz like he said about hakimi if they could have just loaned out hakimi instead of selling him to inter this season they would have got a truckload of money but i don't know first of all sending him to dortmund on loan itself it was something i did not agree with because he's a very good wing back and I, like real madrid especially in the right back position i don't think they are that well stacked or even in a wing back position they're not that well stacked so it didn't make any sense for uh, like my point of view to let him go to dortmund in the first place okay he finished loan spell at dortmund The next thing they do is they sell him off to Inter uh, uh, Milan. I don't understand like what was going through their mind. Like right now, I I know the transfer market is quite complicated and there are things that we don't understand. But I don't understand what is the strategy of Real Madrid at all. Like this season, they are so silent in the transfer window. And uh, since a lot of people watch PL and you might not have seen him play a lot for. Uh, AC Milan or whatever he used to play for Man City also maybe 2 or 3 years ago so he didn't play much but he played so he was decent he's a good player and last year for AC Milan he actually did quite well so i at least this time i think they had the common sense to just send him out on loan instead of trying to like just offload the player and like the other players were going to talk about later on like i do not understand the sense in doing this at all especially after such high profile players leaving and their midfield is aging it is aging at a rapid rate they are already like super old and i'm not saying those people are bad those people are like 
सुपर डोप मिडफील्डर्स अमॉंग द ग्रेटेस्ट ऑफ ऑल टाइम वॉट एवर दैट इज बट स्टिल दे आर ओल्ड नाउ इट्स टाइम फॉर दैट चेंज एंड आई थिंक मे बी ओनली लाइक फाइव और सिक्स एपिसोड्स बैक ओनली वी आर लाइक रियल मेरिट इज द ग्रेटेस्ट क्लब ऑफ ऑल टाइम बिकॉज आई डोंट हैव ट्रांजिशनल ईयर्स I don't know. Whenever we say something, only the whole universe conspires <laughs> against us to make us <laughs> wrong or some crap like that. I don't know. Like this transfer window is weird. So yeah, we can move on. Yeah, I guess they might have a plan. Maybe something. Otherwise, this doesn't look, and uh, it will be tough because since already they have a new manager and. Uh, Ancelotti I don't know if he's up to the level he was in 2014 uh, we'll have to see and find out so plus if they don't have any signings also that would put to even difficult this was a team that had uh, every single position if they would have kept all those players they could have easily transitioned during this phase no doubt they wouldn't even have to make transfers they just let go of so many players so yeah yeah so the other thing was apparently there is a buy option for like 25 million to buy brahim diaz like i understand you sent him on loan and all but i still think for a young player the 21 22 year old player so you can charge a premium for him because he's young and he has so much experience he's a real madrid player on top of all of that doesn't matter what it is he's still a real madrid player so you can charge a premium for it this i don't understand and when we get to the rafael varan they i will be going on a long long run so we'll get there eventually Okay yeah. next uh, next is a uh, uh, free transfer it was it happened long back i guess uh, two weeks back so which is hard to cover it because it's a big name so olivier giroud finally leaves chelsea after around i guess 3 or 4 years i guess he came around 2018 or 2017 something like that and uh, he's practically achieved everything except winning a league title right now that's the only thing that's missing in his uh, account right now he won the champions league last season he won the europa league also i, th- I guess he won the uh, cup also i think i think i guess it's with arsenal i know you know it was with chelsea earlier yeah. so uh, he has had a quite a successful career mm, like i won't i won't say he's like the best striker of all time but he's definitely one of the hardest working of them so he gives his full commitment even though he's okay with sitting in the bench he doesn't have any issue he just uh, cares about the team and that's a good attitude and uh, he knows where is he at even though a lot of criticism comes in and i guess even if he retires after 2 years also i think he will be quite satisfied with what he's achieved because he's basically achieved everything which a footballer will dream of he's won the world cup he's won the champions league and he's done very well uh, with chelsea and arsenal two different cups in england so hats off to him and uh, i wish him the best in milan and uh, i think uh, they're trying to replace uh, mario mancikic who's now a free agent right now and i guess he'll play with uh, uh, pair up with ibra which will be interesting to see yeah your views on this yeah so oliver jiru like at chelsea the competition was becoming too much and it didn't look like uh, tuchel would go with him like for frank lampard and all he was the crutch that everyone fell back on when tammy abraham wasn't finding firing timo werner didn't work they are like okay now is the time we'll sub him in because they know that he can finish at least nothing else he can finish everybody knows that so he was a crutch that chelsea were falling back on in my opinion and i think now that the team looks more sorted more balanced and players play with more freedom and confidence and i think because the manager also thinks it's time for him to move on and 
i think it's all, again we come back to the game time thing we talk about he will not be getting as much uh, time to play as he did before uh, over the years his game time has steadily decreased sure but he still used to play but i think under tukel there's almost no chance that he'll get to play and with them looking to sign other strikers it's it's almost like saying like we don't need you and the best part is chelsea did this beautiful thing adwait pointed this out he is like they extended his contract and then milan bought him so they got that 1 million fee he signed a contract extension they always do that <laughs> apparently that they sign a contract extension and then they sell the player so they get money so the player doesn't leave on free uh, and i think that's like smart business so yeah yeah they're getting some sort of profit in some way so that's smart move from them um coming to a very very young prospect uh, so it's uh, his name is abdullah kamara so he's a dual citizen i think he was i think he was born in uh, guinea and he his parents were refugees so they shifted to france so he currently represents france and he has been a product of the a uh, psg youth system and he's been valued uh, very highly i guess i guess that's why maybe dortmund have scouted him and dortmund have been known to scout a lot of players from the psg academy and lot of french players also and uh, he plays in defensive mid which is a position which is not relatively strong for dortmund right now i don't think he'll be first away slotted into the first team most probably he'll be playing with the reserve team they play in the third division and if he does well they might switch him back to the first team in between the season so it's a good signing it's very cheap signing also they got him for a free and uh, they can see how he plays if he turns out to be very good you know how the prices of dortmund players will go they will go skyrocket within 2 years so yeah so we'll have to wait and see how he plays not much of info we've got the only thing we know is that he's 16 year old uh, and uh, he plays in defensive mid and yeah that's all any points you have to add on this elijah yeah i have nothing of value to add on to this other than that uh, i like the psg academy has such talents uh, and i'm not saying like that generational talents and all but they have more than uh, capable players to play for their club you have christopher nkungu and people like that uh, kingsley coman is from the psg academy so it's not like the talent coming through their youth system is bad I think it's just that now like because PSG in case people didn't know PSG is actually a very old club only now they are becoming super famous because of all this flashy branding partnership with fashion brands they have more they have become like a symbol for Paris because Paris is also like a city known for its uh, fashion. fashion sense its glamour and stuff like that and PSG right now personifies it like no other club on planet earth can so before all this glamour and this huge influx of cash psg was still a decent club and they had a very good youth academy for a very long time so people have been joining their academy and people make switches to uh uh psg's academy from different places people have moved from barcelona people have moved from real madrid to psg because they yajitu yeah one important person is that if, i don't know how many of you know i don't know if psg uh, people who follow psg also know see uh, a certain ronaldinho was scouted into europe first time by psg he used to play for psg then barca bought him so they were pretty good at scouting back then uh, they didn't have that much money so they heavily relied on scouting and they were quite a decent team they used to finish uh, mostly in the top half of the table 
majority in the top 5 i won't say there were some huge title contenders thus leon and marsey were the big teams back then but they were here and there they they won i guess uh, one or two league titles before that before this takeover also yeah yeah so people coming through their academy are actually quite decent so just because they have the money and they can sign the big names to maintain that glamorous image they do it and yeah it's obviously if you want to maintain that glamorous image you need a lot of marketing and for marketing purposes need to buy big names so it makes sense in that aspect so it's not like psg has bad academy players and you can see that right now and imagine like jitu had said dortmund sign a player the player value goes up like that dortmund are known to be a club like that their scouting system is i can hands down say it their scouting system is like no other on planet earth maybe right now the red bull uh, system is as good as them but i think other than dortmund and red bull there is no other system that actually works that well they sign these players and like within a matter of one or two years their value just goes up like that you can see people like jadon sancho who man city is like eh uh haland moved in haland haland uh, was always highly rated but still his value has grown astronomically jude yes. bellingham gio reyna i don't know you can talk about so many players who have gone osman dembele you look at dembele <laughs> there's this they are known for selling players at this even pulisic was quite uh, i think pulisic yes, was, yes, yes. was the only 60, exception but he was also quite costly i'm not saying he's cheap so yes yeah so Dortmund are that kind of a club and I think for youngsters they know that if they go to Dortmund they get to play attractive football they know that even if there are very big names ahead of them they will get a chance to showcase their skills at the highest level this is an opportunity that most other clubs cannot provide and that is why I think Dortmund is very attractive and I know people might be like he's not talking about the players because I don't know much about the player I only <laughs> read like three articles from <laughs> Dortmund fan sites for this so yeah yeah like I guess I also don't have much to add on this and coming to a player which i thought he'll be going to his uh, former club like he was on loan so i'm talking about justin clivert so he was on loan at rb leipzig and he had a decent season i won't say he had a great season he was decent he uh, utilized his chances and he, uh, he produced some uh, extraordinary moments in some of the games and I thought uh, the uh, the loan period was like one more year and uh, I guess uh, it ended uh, this season and uh, I thought uh, they'll call him back to the main team because I remember uh, when first time I think uh, Jose Mourinho played against this guy like I don't I don't remember which game so after the game Jose Mourinho told like uh, I I will make you a star like he was like into this guy like he he really liked the player and I thought since he came to Roma he would have brought him to the squad so I don't quite understand why they would loan him to Nice right now so as of now they have loaned him to Nice and uh, I would say it's like uh, yeah it is better than Leipzig right now because I guess now it will be harder for him to get to the squad and Leipzig Leipzig have made a lot of signings and it seems they will be making a lot of signings because they have a lot of deficits to fill after last season and don't know how does the situation of sabits are also there so yeah he will get a lot of game time in nice but still uh, i thought they were going to call him back into the roma squad maybe mourinho wants to send him off on loan and see how he plays yeah whatever it is it is not much if an improvement but still yeah game time is important so i guess that's why they did this yeah over to you 
yeah so uh, i i i heard that jose mourinho also liked him so it i it still is a weird transfer for me and uh, roma i don't think right now uh, roma is more like spurs only they were like a super dope club back in the day but off late they have not been having much success uh, roma also banked on one star player uh, by, uh, under a certain name called totti so they kept milking that for a long time spurs have been doing that with this person called harry kane for quite some time now <laughs> the similarities don't stop and the thing is roma are yet to actually like in at least in this decade uh, or last decade and a half they haven't what should i say showcased why they are known around the world and this is also and in case people didn't know this guy is the son of the uh, great patrick cluet so it's not like uh, he's bad or something there is that thing that comes with the name which is a problem sometimes but yes yes he's apparently supposed to be good he's supposed to be good and he started for rb leipzig he played like some 20 games or some uh, something like that and he's a winger and so it's good and uh, apparently he made a switch to roma only because totti had called uh, called him up and said please shift to our place uh, it's going to be a great thing or some nonsense like that and then he shifted and they signed him for like some 20 million dude they signed him for 20 million and they started sending him out on loan <laughs> like what is the logic <laughs> like seriously what is the logic but maybe now that uh, they signed him in 2018 i think the new management took over in 2020 or something no or 2019 or something there was a new management that took over roma i guess so after that maybe there's a shift in their thinking or something of that sort roma was taken over by a new this thing no if i'm not wrong sorry roma was taken over by a new management like new owners no yeah yeah they were taken up long time back i guess eh seriously yeah, i thought yeah, yeah. quite recently also it happened not quite sure who it is but uh, i've heard i also heard this is they've taken by new ownership not not recently i guess Uh, 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 uh. it's okay so yeah no like in 2019 or something i read that there someone else took over maybe it's wrong i can just cut this out so either way maybe there's a shift in their thinking now and maybe jose mourinho is like okay i have enough players and i can loan him out but i don't understand why and like jitu said compared to leipzig yeah he is a no brainer he'll start at nice for sure so it's good for him he gets he's a young player who gets game time and i think any young player would choose that over anything else so this guy is still 22 only he has a long way to go and he's a winger so the longer he plays the better for him and he was decent at ajax also no he was quite decent at ajax and yes, yes. Uh, he was a part of that squad that blew minds away uh, the year uh, the champions league they went into the semis or something like that so he was that uh, squad and from there he moved to roma and this is what has happening right now yes yeah, sir i'm done i'm done yeah i also have nothing much to say about it and uh, yeah that's all and uh, we'll uh, move on to the end of a huge saga going for few years and uh, actually find... we should have talked about this right in the beginning only because it's so <laughs> big it can be a clickbait title we can just put or we should do this we should put clickbait titles we should put jaden sacho <laughs> in the beginning talk about him in the last so people will be forced to listen through the whole thing <laughs> Oh god this is uh, like thank god this ended like it's been forever even most of us also would have gotten tired talking about this and basically 
there was no point in extending it so long when they eventually had to agree with what Dortmund are asking them and they did it they they it took them so long to realize that okay this guys will not reduce their price the only reason they reduced their earlier price was because of the pandemic but if they say a price they will not reduce it so i guess they should have understood a little bit earlier and if they had done that they would even sancho could have come to united last year itself but since it took a lot of negotiation 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 eventually they eventually ended up with the same price yeah finally uh, i guess united fans are very happy right now everyone is posting jaden sancho everywhere insane is going you look at everywhere and uh, yeah um right now i think he joins a lot they have a lot of uh, wingers right now in the squad i think a lot of people who can play in wingers right now so i don't know how will he rotate or will someone get snubbed off or something i don't know and uh, i think uh, i think this was eventually going to come anyway most eventually all the english players who come to bundesliga will eventually at some point leave and will be going to any of these top six clubs so this was inevitable this will be the case when you look at uh, even the new players coming into dortmund english players uh, jude bellingham his fate his fate also will be similar to this so he will be playing for 2 for 2 years and dortmund is price will increase and eventually dortmund will send any of the most of them will always anyway want to play in their home country most of them so this is also a good thing and the fact that their league in the home country is actually very good and you'll get a lot of financial support is also tempting so yeah anyway coming to the deal and how Sancho will improve United definitely definitely is an upgrade in terms of creativity so what I'll say is that uh, in terms of creativity since Pogba has been on and off we don't know like on his day he'll be very influential but sometimes he'll be bad and uh, that depends because uh, you look at France Pogba has been effective he was free to do because he didn't have much defensive responsibility because Kanté was covering him behind the back but in united he doesn't have that sort of a covering and uh, that makes him a little bit cautious and because if he loses the ball he won't be able to defend well and uh, so his creativity is restricted then everything is reliant on bruno fernandes okay you can't expect mason greenwood and rashford to create they're not um, i don't think they're known for their creating and all uh, but you bring in jaden sancho's equation it pretty much takes the load out of bruno fernandes and uh since sancho can create himself and uh, if you look at the squad i'd say he is arguably the most creative player in the squad and he can bring something like that to the squad and it will just take a uh, pressure off bruno fernandes and they can look for alternate sources it's not like now clubs will have to deal with two players instead of one player just caging the one player so that he doesn't in- impact the game it's two players right now so it changes the scenario and definitely if they play this all has to be if they play him not like if they just buy him and put him in the bench it doesn't make any sense this guy is a starting 11 player even though he is just 22 he is a starting 11 player and you have to play then only you understand uh, yeah that's all i have to add on this your views on this yeah i think sancho will be eased into the squad so he'll come in slowly and uh, yeah everybody knows that this was bound to happen eventually and uh, before i move on to talking about the memes that made uh, <laughs> the internet break the day he was announced so thing is 
you know that home is where heart is so eventually no matter where you go you would want to come back to your own country play in the same place that you used to play and like so it makes sense and like jittu said about jude bellingham and people like i don't say yeah they will eventually move back to england when the price and all is right and uh, there is this most curious thing that about dortmund is that dortmund doesn't what should i say it's like uh, now people are trying to buy frederico kiesa from ua and ua are like this guy is not for sale there is no conversation about his sale at all dortmund do not have a single player in their whole squad like that if the price is right they will sell their own club also i know I, 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 i'm not saying any disrespect i'm just saying they are so good at their business thing and uh, the most beautiful part is they sold sancho for the same cost that they were quoting last year so they didn't change their stance at all so they and i am mentioning it again i have no disrespect for dortmund i respect them a lot and I, like i like among the german clubs is one of the clubs that i like so and like i admire how they do business like they do not budget at all and even if it's the direct rivals like people had to move from one club to the other club they have no problem they know that we can replace the, even if there's a manager who is not working they have no problem and i understand that that lucian favre thing they pulled the plug a bit too late but still now the manager that they have got is quite good and he will suit their style of play like this is a club that keeps moving on they're not hung up over one player there are so many clubs that build around that one player and when that one player gets injured or him uh, moves on to another club or something that the club isn't decided this is not a club like that sancho was announced that maybe in the next one or two weeks they announce this marlen guy so they always keep moving on and that's a business style that i admire a lot because there are very few clubs in the world that rate that value their club over individual players that value their club over anything and it's a good way to keep getting money like i think if i uh, they're saying that yeah haland is there's no talks for him right now and all but if haland goes this year they would have made money money in excess of minimum of at least 200 million just from two player sales just two player sales they would have made in excess of 200 million and that is on the lower side so yeah so i'm not talking about the sancho thing so let's move on to the sancho meme thing <laughs> i did not know this apparently he was a chelsea fan or he trained with chelsea when he was super young and then he moved on to man city <laughs> and then when he moved on from there also he used to post status is like manchester is blue and all and then when he was presented <laughs> as a <laughs> United player is like this is where I belong. I'm not disrespecting anyone. It's just for us to laugh. So like I, it's not like I hate any club or anything. It's just that it's funny to see things like this. <laughs> There is this running joke that Adwait makes. He's like, imagine Newcastle United is bought by one of these uh, super rich Arabs. Then they'll sign Messi. Messi will be presented with that black and white T-shirt with those prison stripes, and he'll be like, it's my childhood dream to play for Newcastle United. <laughs> it's like things like this. <laughs> Okay, this is copyrighted Advaita jokes. I'm just copying it, so I have to put it out there. So yeah, uh, there's nothing of value I can add to the Sancho thing. So let's move. Yeah, on. we'll just uh, go through the deal. So the deal will be five years, and uh, the like they'll give at first eighty five million euros, and uh, including add-ons, it will amount up to around ninety five million in total. So it will be completed throughout the five year period. I think that's all we have to talk about. I don't think you guys also won't need any explanation on um, how Sancho plays and also most of you will probably know. So coming to another Premier League club and uh, it's 
Spurs so Spurs actually are involved in uh, exchange so they've exchanged uh, a certain guy called Brian Gill so they bought him from Sevilla in exchange by selling off Eric Lamela to uh, Sevilla so Brian Gill is around I guess he's around 20 21 ish age and he's a very young player and he uh has debuted for spain also and he's a very good player he's not the first team player in spain but still he's an international player and that itself speaks for his uh, quality and uh, i guess lamel i think what they're trying to do is uh, i don't think he'll be able to quite directly shift in the squad because he's still a bit too young for that maybe if they don't have a much depth in that position he might uh, get into the team but still it's like phasing out i guess uh, lamela and uh, as far as lamela is concerned it's not a bad move also yeah, i mean sevilla are among the top four teams in spain and they definitely are playing in the champions league next season so he's he'll be quite happy for his age also given he is just he's 29 and uh, it's not a downgrade definitely not a downgrade yeah, if you would have stayed in spurs you would have been playing in conference league so at least you're playing in the champions league right now so yeah i guess it's like phasing out old players and spurs have actually been involved quite active in the transfer market not some big big names but still they've been making some moves and uh, i guess making some good transfers and i think this will be a part of it and yeah i guess that's all i have to say for it and else one more thing also uh, including the swap they had to play uh, around 22 million to sevilla for the player also plus lamela so that's how it the deal went through yeah 22 million pounds sorry it don't get it down pounds not euros okay yeah over to you raja yeah so eric lamela has been quite a faithful servant i should say but uh brian gill for people who don't know uh, because i follow the spanish league uh, a lot and other than barcelona i like sevilla so i know this player in particular people used to compare him to people like luis figo and all a winger who's left footed who can dribble through people they literally they are experts who describe him when they play like when he's playing they say he floats around with the ball so that's very very big compliments for a young player so he he's around like 21 i guess 2021 and spurs had to send the player and pay 30 million so you can assume that the cost was above 50 million which is a fair price uh so what can we expect from him like jitu said i don't think they'll start him off immediately maybe they'll slowly ease him into the squad because i think spurs also are uh, having a change in their ideology right now because nuno is known to favor young people starting slowly slowly he'll just ease them into the squad and if they work out with his method if they can follow his instructions properly he'll play them more regularly so based on that i don't see him playing immediately now but because it's a long term contract maybe towards uh, december or something when the game load is too high maybe he'll start subbing in then or he'll start starting then but uh, there is no doubt about his quality at all zero doubt about his quality because he's very very highly rated and he's been kind of under the radar for quite a long time sevilla has really good players and you will know that sevilla has good players only if you see all the greats that come from there who move to other clubs and succeed like ramos came from there and who else can i take for examples as of now only ramos from the top of my <laughs> but yeah they have good players <laughs> yeah so we can yeah move on yeah also i have nothing much to say in that and 
we'll move on to the next one uh, it's a goalkeeper so again spurs are involved so i guess this uh, deal is probably to phase out uh, hugo lloris in the future he is getting quite old i'm actually surprised he is staying that long also i guess he's around uh, if i'm not wrong 36 uh, i'm not quite sure i'll just check it up sorry he's not 36 he's 34 but still yeah so it's a good move on them the current goalkeeper golini he, he used to play for uh, atalanta which is not a bad team definitely uh, he they finished in the top 4 last season and uh, he had a quite a good season last season also and uh, i guess it'll be like slowly he slowly they'll integrate him to the squad and uh, by the next end uh, like 2 years or something he will become the permanent number one if he plays well so this is a possibility i'm not uh, confirming anything it all depends on how he plays if he plays well i think he will become the number one in that squad so that's all i have to say about this deal and uh, not much yeah elijah your uh, views on this yes so this is a deal i can talk about because jitra doesn't know much <laughs> yes let's add so for people who didn't know about golini he has played in england before so it's not a problem about adjusting there so he has played uh, he wa- he was at united at some point in his career maybe as a young kid and then he played for aston villa for a while and from aston villa he went on loan to atalanta where atalanta signed him on a permanent basis and then he began starting for atalanta like properly so he is played for atalanta and i think because nuno is there and he plays that super attractive counter attacking football and stuff like that he matches that style because atalanta have a similar style of play and this guy also is like an offensive goalkeeper if you know what i mean so i think he fits that perfectly and like jitu said it's an effort to phase out lori slowly and uh, he's a club legend Loris is an absolute legend and it will be such a great experience for him to be an understudy for this club legend uh, world cup winner and stuff like that so it's good for him and he's just 26 so if spurs manage to hold on to him for long term they have a goalkeeper for at least the next 10 years minimum so it's good for them and he's also like uh, an italian so he's played through the italy youth ranks and he's among the keepers under donnarumma so he gets to train with one of the best in the world as well so yeah what is there to add on to this yeah there's nothing so he joined on loan right now but uh, the deal includes an option to buy so i think spurs would be wise in signing him but it also depends on how much money they are able to bring in through player sales across the seasons but i think this is a smart move from them because and the other thing i'm concerned about is who will yeah, yeah go okay on. one insane stat i have to add is this guy played 25 matches in the serie a last season and he uh, kept around 25 uh, 10 clean sheets in that game so imagine he's playing for a free free flowing side he's an attacking goalkeeper and he still managed to keep 10 clean sheets which is very good considering his age and overall in all competitions around 13 clean sheets so which is good since he plays sort of a sweeper role so it's very good in terms of that and yeah what did that's all <laughs> Yeah, I think that's it. Okay, uh, I guess that pretty much sums up everything. And uh, next is a deal. So, as you all know, um, Dortmund lost Sancho to United, and they definitely had to find someone to replace. And they did find him very soon. I think they were planning this long back, 
uh, a replacement for Sancho. They were scouting out people, and they did it immediately. They announced the signing of Daniel Malen. He plays for uh, PSV Eindhoven in the Dutch Eredivisie, and he plays as a centre forward. So I guess he'll be able to adapt as a winger also. So he's a right-footed player and. Uh, Uh, i guess the deal was around uh, 25 to 30 euros or something 30 million euros or something i'm not quite sure about the stats so yeah he's had a very good season i think he played in the euros also and he made two assists for uh, the dutch national team so he is a national team player as well so um i guess it will be good for him to stay because he'll develop as a, a better player it's it's it will see you, know, you have to see whether marco rose's tactics will be very flexible or he'll be having a rigid tactics or something like that but still he'll get a, a lot of opportunities especially since uh, sancho uh, is not going to be uh, playing and also this is actually a good signing in that and the fact that if at all uh, what is he uh, they lose erling haaland this guy can play as a striker also so which is also good it's smart in their part and uh, yeah that's all i have to say about it and uh, if you don't watch the eredivisie just watch uh, the dutch national team you you would you will notice this guy and how he plays i won't say he's the exact replacement see both of them are same age 22 but sancho at this age has become world class player i won't say this guy is a world class player he still has to develop he can become i won't say he's a like for like replacement but still it's uh, the best thing they could have done so yeah that's all i have to add about it yeah like over to you yeah so this guy is like a really special player like the thing we have to realize is that people like sancho people like haland people like which other young talents can i say other names don't come to mind but either way <laughs> these young generational talents are far and few in between these are the exceptions that's not the norm generally the player career graph goes on like at 18 19 they'll slowly be playing in the b team at 21 or 22 if they're good enough they'll be promoted to the senior team and they'll be sitting on the bench by 23 24 if they improve they'll play for the first team and at 28 or so they should hit their peak and play for first teams regularly by 32 33 their decline should start and by 34 35 they'll retire so that's how the player graph goes people like haland people like uh, what is this guy's name uh sancho people like uh, what is this guy's name mason greenwood people like rashford and all these are the exceptions people are, generally that's not how a football footballer's career goes on so we can't expect everyone to go by the same standard so if you're judging marlin by those standards you will be disappointed so uh, i actually it was very interesting to read about him because i have heard about him and they were like liverpool is trying to sign him dortmund is trying to sign him so many people were trying to sign him so yes. i googled him up and then the first site i saw was the bundesliga site i didn't know the bundesliga site was so good so if people haven't checked out the bundesliga site you should check it out like i can honestly say the bundesliga admins are the best on planet earth youtube the admin is the best instagram their admin is the best twitter their admin is the best everywhere <laughs> the and even the bundesliga teams especially i i follow dortmund and like the dortmund admins are like dope you can just see their posts so much fun and yeah so coming to back to the water right on the side they were comparing him to what kind of a player he is and like what people who played with him have said and all so according to the site 
apparently he plays a little bit like Thorgan Hazard. I've seen only two games that he's played in, so I can't comment completely. Definitely. But yeah, he's a he's not super tall, but he's fast and he can link play. So that's a very important feature, and I think in that way he can replace Sancho because he's fast and he can link up play. Yeah. And uh, according to the site, he plays a little bit like Thorgan Hazard because he is a striker essentially, but he can play As across the front. Yes. Yeah, so he can play across the front, which is also a feature that Sancho did have. Yes. And uh, Mario Gordze was like, he's very fast. He's dangerous. because both of them are teammates at PSV. So, yes. like, Afelo is like super fast. He's dangerous, and if it, if you give him the ball in front of goal, he's very likely to finish and stuff like that. So, for 26 million, I think that is definitely a steal for a player that is so highly rated. Maybe not as much as Sancho or this thing and all. Maybe he doesn't have that hype around him, but he's definitely a good player and. Like there were so many other clubs in talks with him. This guy apparently played for uh, Arsenal at some point, and then he left because of the lack of game time and all. And there was talk that Liverpool might try to sign him and stuff like that. But I think this makes the most sense because Dortmund is the place where youngsters are given the opportunity to showcase their skills at the absolute top level. I don't care which other club you say; it's very rare for them to give young players the chance to play actual first team football. Like, what should I say? Uh, games of value but dortmund is a place where they can do that if you had gone to liverpool or let's say arsenal or somewhere it's not guaranteed that he will start but at dortmund he knows he will start and that is a very good thing for him because he's just 22 and he is going to play alongside absolute legends marco royes uh, witzel and like he's going to play in front of the yellow wall i think that should be enough motivation for anybody to move so yeah definitely And uh, so for his stats, I guess last season he played 45 games. He had 27 goals and 10 assists, which is quite good for a 22-year-old. And uh, oh yeah, or oh, you'll say he played in the Dutch league, but still, yeah, it is quite impressive. And uh, even for the national team, also he's performed very well. Not only in the Euros, even the friendlies before that, also, yeah. And yeah, I just confirmed. So the price tag was around 30 million. So Dortmund bought him for 30 million euros. So yeah. I guess that's all. We were supposed to end it with this in our earlier schedule, but uh, yeah. But uh, recently, only the Rafael Varane transfer got confirmed. So United posted in their uh, Instagram that uh, uh, Varane they are going to come uh, like uh, do the medical. So the deal is almost done, and uh, yeah. So. Uh, are we moving on to transfer rumors right now? No, no, no. We are talking about transfers only. So initially we were Malen supposed to no. include it in transfers rumors, but since okay, yeah, cool. Varan, Varan, Varan. So initially we were supposed to include. I, I think yeah, I, on, as on. I told earlier, initially we were supposed to include it in the uh, transfer rumor section. So since it got confirmed, you have to inform in the uh, include in the uh, confirm section. So Rafa Varan. So. I would not say he's been in the best of his form last uh, uh, season because um, he's been had a lot of inconsistent performances last season and the season before that. Especially in the Champions League, he made a lot of blunders. Uh, and uh, uh, but still, he has on his day he played very well. So if someone is telling this is like a big steal or something like that, uh, judging by his recent form, I would not say. and uh, 
Real Madrid, I guess, they were sort of forced to sell him because he only had a few years left in his contract, and they're not going to give him a a new uh, big contract. That partly has to do with his recent performance. So they were trying to get the maximum out of them, and they uh, managed to get around forty uh, million euros or something, if I'm not wrong. And uh, as far as United are concerned, this is a very good signing for them because. Last season they struggled because a Lindelof Maguire partnership will not work because both of them are slow. So if both of them are slow, then you can't track back in time. You need at least okay one player who is very good in defending, one who is fast and he has a very wide range of passing. So what Rafael Varane does is that he brings all these into the equation. He is quite fast for a centre back. He is definitely faster than Lindelof and he has. he has very good technical skills also and the defending part that it will be in good understanding between the two individuals and he can pair well with uh, maguire and uh, as we mentioned earlier when we even talked about the jaden sancho thing i think all of us mentioned that united actually need a center back center back is a position which they need some players in and they managed to done it and finally i guess Uh, after that change in the system technical director they have been planning managing to land some good transfers and they getting deals done early it was like almost impossible either they buy a player too late or whether they buy the player like uh, the player which they actually don't need uh, at the moment you look at vanderbeek right now i honestly don't know how is he going to is he going to stay is he going to leave because he has not got any game time he is so much hyped and yeah and uh, it's funny it's funny see i don't know I, i'm i'm not judging anything but uh, based on what i've seen in the english media these guys were roasting him when he made two blunders against man city in the you were like horrible horrendous defending he did the last year also he did uh, when they lost to chelsea also he did some bad mistake he didn't defend properly all those even in the la liga also like uh, very very one as soon as he signed for united uh, let it be any other premier league club as soon as he signed for i'm like all this page is gold.com br football everyone like is he the greatest defender of all time i'm like dude If you would have thought that he was the greatest defender of all time, why did you criticize him so badly? Like they were using like literally, I'm not saying vulgar, but they were literally trolling him to the extent of very hard. And I mean, if you are saying all this, and as soon as he joins uh, United, and you're hyping him to be the greatest defender, it's 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 stupid. And I don't know why English media is like this. And It's literally funny if you look at it like it's very very funny how to see English media how respond and uh, yeah coming to him I still think he has a lot of uh, lot left to give he's uh, still quite young uh, and he's still in his prime I guess he's twenty eight so he's not an old player definitely not and he has tons and tons of experience. I might be I might get uh, some negative replies for this but. Uh, This guy has won more trophies than the entire United squad right now. So this is not I'm not complaining anything but that's how this guy how much he this guy has accomplished. He's won the World Cup, he's won the Champions League 3 times. I don't think any player in United's history has won a Champions League 3 times. So this is someone who has been there, done that. So that's a huge amount of experience he has especially in Champions League crunch games. 
and he was not even in the bench for these games he played in all three finals he was paired with uh, sergio ramos arguably one of the best defenders of all time and the experience he has with that yeah he's had some bad slumps and all but still yeah i won't say he's the greatest defender of all time but i what i'd say is he's had an experience level which is uncomparable to some most of the players in united and the fact that uh, he is a very accomplished player also which would be good yeah that's all i have to had about this and elijah you were uh, you told you had something to say about real madrid also so over to you yeah so uh, we've already talked for like 50 minutes so this is going to be a last one for our confirmed transfers the yeah. rumors will be a separate episode so yeah let me go out and start talking yes uh, technically on paper it looks like uh, man united have got a steal but jitu did a very good job of pointing out why it is not exactly a steal i think it is a fair price for varan because i'm not saying he's a bad defender but he leaves a lot to be desired but when you pair him up with maguire i think especially in the form that maguire is in right now i think this would be an ideal combination and jitu has said because maguire is a little bit on the slower side and varan brings the speed in but maguire i think is a bit more solid defensively as a whole so i think this combination makes sense for them and uh if they can somehow figure out Juan Bissaka like i still think Juan Bissaka is a better defensive fullback than an offensive fullback definitely and i know right now it is the trend to make all these fullbacks run up and give crosses and stuff like i know it's the trend but still yeah if Juan Bissaka and all can also like play in their natural style of being a defensive fullback and especially in Luke Shaw with his imperious form and if Pogba also puts in more of defensive work that backline of united will be impregnable at all it will be like a nightmare for midfield <laughs> and attackers to go through them so that's really good and the other thing i want to say is first we'll talk about united is this the glazers way of making up for their uh, esl uh, fiasco because <laughs> the fans were outraged and now nobody seems to be talking about it absolutely nobody on planet earth not a single united fan i know is right now talking about it Yeah. So is this a way of and this is just a conspiracy theory I'm not blaming anyone and all and <laughs> so I understand how it works so Yeah. So is this a way of the owners trying to appease their fans and their following and all of that by just dude because Sancho was a person they have wanted for a very long time. So they are like okay before because if let's say today is the 29th of July if by today sancho and varan were not announced i'm pretty sure the fans would have gone mad they would have crucified <laughs> <laughs> the board they would have crucified everybody sitting in the club's uh, hierarchy so and, and i think that is one of the reasons why as soon as a deal is agreed there is a post on instagram twitter everywhere there's a post immediately that says a deal agreed in principle or some nonsense like that so they are like we are doing something just don't panic don't freak out <laughs> So I I think that is what is happening right now and I think it's working because nobody is talking about it now they are focused on how good the future will look so another thing that we have to talk about is united are due for a stadium upgrade for a long time right now and I think a few episodes back Jitu was pointing out that they have these rat problems and uh, the stand is like in a very bad condition and they have to renovate it and stuff like that and yes that renovation is going to be costly because apparently there's a rail road that runs behind the stadium so if they have to upgrade that specific stand 
and i don't know much about the theater of dreams so i don't know what stand we're talking about i just read about it in some article so if they have to upgrade that stand apparently they have to like shut down the railroad for a number of days and also they have to pay for that loss and all of that so that's why it's being postponed and all so they can't technically fix their stadium now for the fans like in the near future so it's a long term project for them right now so the only other thing they can do is splash money get big names make everyone shut up and it's it's a good <laughs> tactic the most clubs do that like when barcelona was not winning jack shit they did that by signing dembele griezmann and all which did not get us anywhere but either way so clubs do that on a regular basis so for manu this is working out the next point i want to bring up is what the heck is wrong with real madrid what the shit is wrong with you <laughs> where are you defenders your starting cb partnership does not exist in the club right now ramos <laughs> left okay i understand the fellow is old varan is hitting his peak right now are you drunk <laughs> like last season the season before that if they said he is making a mistake i would still say he is a 26 year old uh, he has at least a good 8 years for his career to end they start becoming beast defenders everybody i don't care who it is unless you're someone like dilit or someone like that or upamecano you don't start defending like a beast at 22 23 and all generally defenders learn through their 20s they learn and around 26 27 20 they hit their peak and especially when you're being paired with someone like ramos and ramos was kind of in and out of the squad the whole of last season so he did not have a stable partnership so if people are going to crucify varan for all the mistakes yes i i do agree they were his mistakes he played a part in them and because of that madrid did lose games all of that is agreed but you also have to understand how important consistency in your formations and your teammates is because if you are playing with ramos day in and day out and one day that guy is injured and you have to play a big game without him by your side that understanding does not develop it's simply not possible no matter how much training you do no matter if you sleep in each other's beds only that understanding is difficult to develop on field so i can't blame him completely for his mistakes it, so yes he is a good defender and right now he's sitting his prime so let go of ramos understood letting go of varan so who is going to play nacho is going to play you'll play one man defense <laughs> nacho like, and alaba what is the logic <laughs> i understand alaba is there but alaba is not as i am i can give it to your writing if alaba was supposed to be a ramos replacement they are, they are not the same type they don't have the same characteristics yeah they don't have they don't have the same defensive thinking defensive this thing and all they they play completely different styles of football like i, I seriously and nacho okay he's decent but seriously you going to replace varan with nacho he used to be a second and, player yeah exactly like i i don't want to insult or mock someone's name but a player called nacho does not infi- inspire confidence <laughs> in front of your goalkeeper like and besides that if you are making signings like there was a huge talk that yeah madrid are building their stadium now and they have enough money that the players don't have to take massive wage cuts and they are like okay this season they'll go in for mbappe and all but mbappe is apparently signing a new contract with psg then uh, impossible neymar neymar is already signed so neymar is not going anywhere psg no i ca- i cannot what should i say understate how scary psg is going to be next term i'm telling you that will be a team i'm going to sit and watch every single psg game to understand what the shit is going on there they are building a beast team i don't know why like these time they are like this season we have to win the cl if we have to spend 200 uh, 
million dollars per player also we'll spend but we'll make sure <laughs> we get money because people don't understand i know i'm deviating from real to psg that though they got donnarumma on a free they got ramos on a free they got genie on a free i want to say genie i mean vinaldum they got these three players on a free they had almost apparently up to 60 million in wages so technically they might be free but that is 60 million per season as wages so that is a minimum of 300 million for the five years or whatever that is so they have committed to that much so technically on paper it might be like our ah, free transfer is not spending much they are spending an outrageous amount and a club like real i understand that the stadium thing is going on you don't have enough cash but they have to make signings especially in their midfield alaba is the only signing of name that they have made this season that to a free transfer and yeah exactly like what is going on like what is going on i being a barcelona fan i'm saying you are the greatest club of all time and they are putting me to shame i am telling you know, the whole universe is conspiring against us we will say something in the podcast next week they'll come and screw us over like why <laughs> why and one of my friends had posted a story that uh, this ben white guy goes for like 50 million 60 million and all and rafael winner who's a world uh, rafael varan who's a world cup winner who's a uh, champion three time champions league winner who won the uefa club world cup he won the super cup won almost everything that there is to win on planet earth that's why he gave for 41 million like <laughs> what is wrong like this transfer market no football is the most infuriating thing and if if there's any cricket fan who is listening to our podcast right now if you know the ipl auctions sometimes they'll be like why is they playing so much for this person and all that is very easy to understand why they are paying in i don't understand what is happening in football like what is the logic ben white i'm he won i apparently he's only won once player of the month or some crap like that <laughs> <laughs> this Inflated guy is a serial place. winner i understand like if you're a pl player and you move from one pl club to a pl club you pay so much but this is also a real madrid player i don't understand why real are asking such a reduced cost like what is the logic behind it you are a real madrid player real madrid can charge whatever they want on planet earth and they are charging 41 million like this is a logic that i simply can't wrap my head around and I, I, like mad mad shit and apparently if you thought barcelona was the only club having that wage problem that they can't register players apparently atletico is also having similar problems like that and they want to like somehow reduce their wage bills and all so if i get time sometime i'll explain it to you guys about how this fpp system works in la liga because they have a different system compared to uh, uh the rest of europe so yes other than that anything is there to add no that's all i guess that's all for uh, the confirmed transfers you only have the rumors left which is actually will be relatively Yo, smaller this this was a one hour episode and we <laughs> just talked about like eight nine topics so that's pretty good we went into quite a lot of detail Definitely. Yes, thank you for listening. Jit, yes. you can close it out. Okay, everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, do follow us on Instagram. Watch our videos. Uh, if you don't want to watch the videos, you can listen to the podcast. <laughs> It's there in all platforms: uh, Apple, uh, Spotify, and Google Podcasts also. So, do support us. And if you wish to donate, also, I think there is a link there. Also, you can donate us also if you wish to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening. If you reached. till here and yeah this is the designing of bye bye
it's it's so safe to say this at the last now because we are sure no one will listen till the end like <laughs> say whatever we want that's okay cool bye 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 ray jonathan be going crazy